Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy. Welcome back to That Trippy Show. It's our first podcast of the Biden administration. God, that feels so good. Alex, where should we begin? Oh man, so when people are hearing this, Biden will have been inaugurated two days ago now. Uh, obviously, his speech kept saying unity, 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 didn't mention Trump once. And I think the, the lead on, I want to say it was either the Post or the Times, was, quote, democracy has prevailed. Uh, what stood out to you the most? Well, first of all, I'm not sure democracy's prevailed yet. We'll, we'll get on that a little bit later, not on this podcast, another one, but uh, not on this episode, another one. But um, Well, you can't leave me like that. Why? We're not out of the woods by any means. I've always thought Biden was the right person for Democrats to nominate. I think he's showing why he's the right person to be president in this moment. I think if anybody has a chance to actually pull votes away from the Repub- on the Republican side, and the Senate in particular, to pass uh, key parts of his agenda, there's only one Democrat who could have possibly been able to do that. That was Joe Biden. He's there and he knows how to do it. And he's going to try. But you're already seeing McConnell uh, talking about filibustering the very first uh, the organizational of the Senate, the organizational vote in the Senate, how how the Senate's organized. He's talking about literally filibustering that vote and making it even the or, or reorganization of the Senate in Democratic majority, a very pol- polarizing partisan issue. And, th- you know, the agenda that Biden needs to get passed is hanging in the balance. And I think a lot was we've got to see whether Republicans whether there's enough Republicans who've come to their senses, I, I was hoping that McConnell would have seen uh, reality and looked like he was turning that way, but it's unclear right now. Uh, he certainly doesn't have the same power he ha- he had as majority leader. That's a big change. And the liar in chief isn't there anymore to hold the Republican, uh, all the Republicans hostage. He's gone uh, and Biden's replaced him. So look, I think Biden said, it, it, the inauguration day was incredible, very well done. He said and and means, I think, all the right things. You know, and he, he did, you know, said speaking of unity can sound like, you know, a foolish fantasy. But and he that he knew that the forces uh, uh, that divide us run deep. Uh, I'm sort of paraphrasing him. But he, you know, he exuded an optimism that I think is real, that he really is. Uh, capable of uh, of pulling this off, and I think the stakes are so high um, that a majority of the American people, and I think I I believe a majority of the Senate eventually, uh, even though we're having a spasm here with McConnell, understand what the stakes are. That failure really isn't an option for the next hundred days in terms of getting the vaccine out there and and uh, uh, getting cities and states the economic help they need to keep their uh, first responders on on the front lines and 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 uh, and have the ability to get these vaccines into people's arms. So I think there are a lot of forces and pressures that I actually think are going to push in Biden's direction. He's the right, literally the right leader for our for this moment. Uh, I've believed that since way before he got in the race. And I think he showed that uh, he and Kamala showed that on uh throughout the day of the inauguration and how he handled himself and how, in, in fact, you know, with his COVID announcement on uh, Thursday and that press conference, Jen Psaki holding daily briefings now at four o'clock, uh, except on weekends. Yeah. Did you see Kilmeade 
Kilmeade actually said that's how it should have been, even though he's auditioning for a, a primetime Fox show. I thought that was kind of an interesting comment. Yeah, well, look, I, I think give every I one I agree with what Biden said. Give everybody take everybody take you know by things take a deep breath, exhale, breathe in, exhale. Politics doesn't have to be a raging fire, and I think that was one of the more important things that Joe Biden said yesterday. And so you know, I think all of us when somebody you know you know do not overreact to McConnell to any of these things. I think, you know, the temperature's been so hot that our immediate, a lot of people's immediate reaction is to swing back harder. And I think what Joe Biden brings to this is lowering the temperature. And I think if we all do that, I think it's going, that that's going to help him get more Republican support for the issues that uh, really matter. And certainly, look, we, if forced to, you know, basically hard, polarized, 51 to 50 votes in the Senate, uh, which may include the threat of uh, removing the filibuster, getting rid of it, um, that, that we may, it may come to that. Uh, but I think that's not what Joe Biden wants. Uh, he, he has, I think there's, there's, you know, McConnell is not the end all and be all anymore, although they have a good relationship. But you have Collins, Murkowski, Sass, Romney, there are other, you know, I could see things, you know, being 55, him being able to get things past 55, 56 votes on these critical things on the, on the really the, the, the particularly in the first hundred days to really address the crisis. You know, it, it kind of seems like at some point, I think we're all hoping that Joe Manchin wakes up and, and realizes that having committee chairs is more important than a filibuster in terms of, you know, preserving the Senate. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's yeah. going to understand yeah. that pretty quick. Uh, not just him, but the, the bunch of uh, Republicans who understand what the consequences if they push too far, what those consequences might might mean uh, with the current makeup. And by the way, and we'll get into it. You know, uh, 2022 in the Senate's not looking necessarily like it's a slam dunk for them. But you know, the problem is Biden's. Uh, you know, when you look at they they inherited no. COVID vaccine distribution plan, none, nothing. There's nothing there. They have to start from scratch. When you look at, you know, we'll have 500,000 deaths by, you know, mid-February and that he had to take quick executive action. They're going to need to get some funding for this passed. I'm not sure they'll get the 1.9, but I, you know, the one thing I'll tell you is it's a, it's kind of interesting you haven't seen Mitch McConnell, and I'm not talking about Biden's age or any of that stuff when I say this, but you haven't seen Mitch McConnell go out and proudly brag that his number one job now is to make sure Joe Biden's a one-term president. Right. Let's see. They go try to do that crap again. I don't think, I don't think anywhere near. I, I think it will be, you know, j- just more air out of the Republican bun- uh, bubble. They've got to be very careful about how obstructionist they're going to be. I think filibustering this makeup of the Senate is crazy. It's a power play, and that's all. It's politics and a power play. And I think people are sick of it. And you have a leader now who says, get rid of that crap. Stop the bullshit. Become adults. Let's pull together and try to get this thing done for the American people. I'm not sure, you know, the Republicans haven't shown a whole lot of strength 
against uh, the last president, uh, I'm not sure they're going to be able to withstand the pressure Biden is going to put on them and the American people will put on them. So you kind of just answered this, but one of the things that's been going around basically since he took the oath was this the idea that unity is basically just Democrats giving in to Republicans. What do you make of that? No, unity is, and I, th- I think it's it's getting things done, and it's not getting 100 votes. It's can you get 56? I mean, in terms of governing, in terms of legislation, it's 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 not jamming it down their throats in 51 to 50, which is certainly possible, and you get rid of the filibuster, all that. And yeah, that leads to just uh, uh, making it harder to bring the American people to unity in that kind of divide. I don't think he has any, he, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to reach out to McConnell, to, to uh, Shelby in Alabama, that he had a he has a good relationship when they were in the Senate together. There are people, you, you know, to the Collins, Murkowski's, Sasses, and see, yeah, uh, maybe I don't get 1.9, maybe I get 1.6. Uh, but I get we get it, it it passes bipartisan with 50, 54, 55 votes. I mean, that's how you break this down over time. And I think that's what Biden's uh, uh, intent is. He's not going to take 700,000, 700, 700 uh, you know, you, you know, 0.7 billion, you know, trillion is not going to pass. Right. Seven hundred billion dollars is not going to be what he'll settle for. It's you know, it's the it, it's what's amazing about this is it's the art of the deal. And Biden understands that working and talking and listening, communicating with both sides and trying to come together. And yeah, right, guys, I know it's the swamp. It's bullshit. It's it's the art of the deal. Guess who was supposed to be the master of the art of the deal and just, you know, wasn't trusted by anybody, was the obstructionist. Even when he had both the Senate and the House, he would be the guy that would blow it up as Trump. So we've got a different president. Different kind of leader, and I think one who understands better than anybody from being in Washington as long as he has, how do you put all this together? How do you bring the three or four or five uh, Republicans that he needs? How do you get McConnell to the table? He's going to try that. And I, I, as a Democrat, as a progressive Democrat, want him to succeed at doing it that way. Because I think that's what's best for the country, uh, and I, by the way, I think it's best for the party. If we can, if we can, and I've said this: if we can execute, get this money into people's hands, be leading the the, the country on the stimulus and, and and the vaccine, and showing them what effective government, when a party has all three branches and is willing to listen to the other side versus what they just watched for four years of incompetence and corruption. If we can demonstrate that with Joe Biden leading us along, and and yeah, we're not going to get uh, you know everything we want. Gonna he's gonna he's going to work to get as much as he can. But I think that's what's best for us and our party, particularly going into 2022. You know, you mentioned the last four years, and I think we had a good listener question this week. I'm going to throw you a little curveball and do that now. Um, I think this was from James on email. And if you have a question, you can email it to thattrippyshow at gmail.com. That's what we say at the end of the show. 
Oh, we're going to say it twice today. We need more. Okay. Okay. So James's question, and this had this related to, I think, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, who I believe has already filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Yeah, but she had to admit he was president to do that. That's the, you know, it was kind of like one of these weird, awkward things where she, he's not the president, according to her. He isn't, uh, he isn't, you know, real. Uh, it was all hoax. And now she's going to impeach a guy she doesn't believe is in office. It's a, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're interrupting James now. Okay. Sorry, James. So his question, his question is pretty simple. He heard what Biden said about unity. I hear what Joe Biden said about unity, but don't we have to hold all these, and he uses the word assholes, accountable for the last four years? Well, we should definitely hold the assholes accountable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm with James on that. Uh, no, look, I think it's really important, I think, to do both things. To both listen, work, it, it, you know, in the Senate in particular, uh, because of who Joe Biden is and his ability, his credibility with his uh, former colleagues there, um, they know if he promises it at four o'clock on Thursday, it's still going to be true at nine in the morning Friday uh, that he'll keep his word, which is something they could never count on with Trump, which was also why we were in so much chaos. On the other hand, so that has to happen to get things done, to get legislation passed, to get money into people's hands so they can have food on their table and and, and, and struggling uh, to pay the rent and the cities and states that don't have the money and the resources um, to put their first uh, keep their first responders on the front lines and, and to get the revenue and I mean the resources they need uh, to do their part to to distribute the vaccine. That all has to happen at the same time. The truth will out on what happened on January 6th. And we're seeing it every day. Uh, and it's not just the investigations. It's what the press is reporting on. It's what, it's what some of the, uh, some, as they get disappointed or realize they were duped uh, in QAnon, are turning other people in, right? All that is going, the truth will out, including whether any of the members uh, of the House or Senate, I uh, hope it's not true, because I just, I mean, I just don't want to believe it. But certainly there are reports that some of them were involved in this. And and if there were people in the Trump administration involved, fingerprints on the emails, the people who are organizing, literally organizing uh, this thing, it's clear and clear every day that it was an organized, not spontaneous, uh, it was just a bunch of people getting a little carried away and doing really bad things. No, that's not what happened here. That 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 was the guy who was hanging from yeah. the, the photo shot. I think that's yeah. his excuse. That was wild. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is, I think all that's going to will out. And I think we should, every one of them should be prosecuted. Every public official or somebody in the administration who had anything to do with this should be pursued. I think the Senate should convict Donald Trump for his incitement of, of this. And I think we may find out there was more than just incitement going on from him, but we'll see. Um, no, all that. I, both things are true. Uh, it's to, um, it, and I think in, the, in all that, if, this, if the Republican senators want to continue to obstruct 
and stop the resources for the vaccine, the resources uh, for state, cities and states, and keep with the rhetoric of, yeah, we can't vote for that because it'd be giving the socialists in New York and, and San Francisco and Chicago, uh, we don't want to be there for those people. I, I think, I think uh, Biden will be doing just fine if that's, where, if that's the route they decide to take. So you mentioned the filibuster earlier, so let's move back to the Senate here. So obviously, we're already looking forward to 2022, and uh, Republicans are clearly hoping to, to hold on or at least even get back the Senate. But all, we all know how hard it is for incumbent parties to, to keep hold of the House and the Senate uh, the, in the first term of a new presidency. But the Senate is a little bit historically better for the incumbent party than the House is. I think we, we figured out since the Civil War, the president's party has lost something like two and a half seats a cycle, but it's basically they've lost ground a little more than half the time. And the map looks pretty good for Democrats. So is it possible we could even gain in the Senate next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've been saying this, you know, from before uh, the the Georgia seats were won, um, that we had to start, you know, January 7th. We needed to to not celebrate January uh, 5th when they won and stop. We know exactly what we need to do here, I think. You look at the, so first of all, let's go back. The House is definitely a place that's tough to hold in the midterms. Uh, very few presidents have, have been able to get, people like George Bush, George W. Bush, after 9-11, were able to, to you know, hold without uh, losing seats. It's, got, it's been special circumstances like that, usually, uh, when it's happened. On the other hand, the Senate, as you point out, Alex, is not the same. It's about it's not a little bit over fifty percent you lose uh, lose seats. But but when you look at those two things, I think again, if we execute as a party, we now have the presidency, the Senate, and the House. If we can be effective, get the in the first hundred days, Joe Biden succeeds. And a hundred million, and America succeeds when a hundred million shots, uh, vaccine shots, are delivered in the first hundred days. Tough, tough bar, but if he, if we can meet that, if he can make that happen, uh, if the Republicans obstruct to stop that from happening for politics, all that is going to play. But, but to the extent we can show what effective government can do. And in this crisis, he can demonstrate that people are either going to start seeing shots and you know, and vaccine, seeing the momentum, and seeing that we're getting to 100 million. If he pulls that off, if we as a party can get the votes for for the uh, stimulus and other things, and get his nominees approved, and yeah, all these are going to be hard things, and the Republicans will be stopping us. I don't think the people are going to miss that. But in the end, you get down to the Senate then in 2022. And you do look at that map, and it's pretty damn good. You know, we've got the, the, the four Democrats that are up, thanks to the wins in, in uh, uh, Georgia. Yeah, Warnock is up again. So Stacey Abrams and the apparatus that's been building and building over the 10 years, we keep building over the next two years. Kelly in Arizona is up. I think he's going to be very tough. Uh, for the Republicans to defeat. By the way, Joe Biden narrowly did win both those states. And we've saw, just like in Georgia, he narrowly won Georgia, guess what? Two, two, two senators, uh, which is uh, the other 
fact that has happened. Generally, what's been going on for the last three cycles, if, if the presidential nominee wins the state, the, the same party it tends to win that Senate seat. So, and that happened with Georgia. So let's keep, keep going down here, particularly if it's successful. In other words, if our first year getting the, the vaccine out there, the economy's kicking in, I think those two are, are, are going to be tough uh, gets for the Republicans. But then they got to come after in New Hampshire and Nevada. Cortez Mastro and Hassan are up uh, two Democratic incumbents. Again, assuming we've been successful, Republicans have been kind of this weird, crazy civil war thing going on. I think those are four seats we can hold. So then you got to look at who the Republicans, what they're facing on their side. And you've got Richard Burr is retiring in North Carolina. You got Toomey, a state in Pennsylvania, a state that Biden won, retiring. And then Wisconsin, you know, you know, uh, Rob Johnson. And, uh, and I'm not sure Johnson's going to run again, but Biden won that state too. Uh, and again, is or, you know, is is Johnson going to continue to be this you know bizarro uh, obstructionist? believing in all the, the, you know, the conspiracy theories out there and pushing them. Uh, Burr and Toomey won't be around. And by the way, they're going to have primaries in those states, my friends. <laughs> Johnson might have a primary, right? So you got to, and, and they're going to be primaried by, by Trumpies. Uh, I mean, there was in the North Carolina primary, Burr's not running, but they're going to be, you, you know, we may have a QAnon candidate down there. Oh yeah. Well, Laura Trump might run in North Carolina. So. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So you get uh, the the likes of Laura Trump or Green, uh, that kind of p- people running uh, statewide in some of these places, and and Democrats have been effective adults, uh, leveling with the American people, telling them you know uh, 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 what we were going to do and doing it. Uh, after all the lies and the corruption of the last four years, no, I, I think uh, we can. And again, the same thing with North Carolina. We barely lost North Carolina. I've been saying this podcast after podcast. Let's start now. Register two or three hundred, four hundred thousand more people uh, in North Carolina. They're there. Might not be four hundred thousand, but there's there's a lot. And we that we that that are in our coalition, if we can get them registered and get them to, to the polls. Um, so that's what I, that's why I was so happy that Jamie Harrison got picked, uh, or looks like he's going to be picked uh, uh, for DNC chairman because he was in South Carolina. He was state party chair of South Carolina. He knows how little we've actually invested in some of these states. I've, we've, you know, we, we tend to invest a little bit more in North Carolina and South Carolina because they tend to be presidential primary states for us, you know, where we all, where, where, where all the candidates show up and they sort of build a North Carolina organization or a South Carolina organization because they know if they could beat Joe Biden in South Carolina, then, then, uh, you know, they're going to be the nominee. And, and so there are some of these places where we've had party building. Georgia's one of them. North Carolina, not as much as, 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 as we should be doing done a lot there, but we really need to pile on hard. In, in we know where Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Georgia for sure. 
we win those and then Kelly and, and again, continue to build in the other places. But no, I, I like our chances, particularly uh, with Joe Biden leading. And I think we can show the American people that Democrats uh, are effective adults who when Joe Biden says he's going to do it, we get we we are unified and we help make sure he does. And whether the Republicans are with us or not, that's what we're going to do. I think if we do that, either way, obstructionist Republicans, civil war republic going on with the Republican Party, or they come with us. And some of, by the way, some of those, you know, be interesting to see uh, what Johnson does. Does he he keep his Trump stripes on or does he start to to come to the, you know, be one of the guys that that actually risks his career by voting for something Biden wants? Boy, that would be shocking. A lot of courage there. Well, at some point, you've got to figure that the way that the Republicans are are trying to stonewall Biden right now could hurt them because it's not like what he's he's suggesting is the Green New Deal or any of these big. Right. I mean, it's like it's 2000 bucks. It's covid vaccines. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to I want to give people vaccines. No, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. You know, uh, uh, that's I mean, uh, you know, I want to give cities and states the money they need to keep their first uh, responders uh, in place and, and have the resources they need to distribute the vaccine and make sure it gets into people's arms. No, you're communist, you're socialist. You know, OK, that's what I'm saying. I think I think the guy who is building that raging fire and could fuel that hate isn't there. I'm not, Ed, he, he will be. He'll come up with some way to, but he's losing steam every day. I'm not, I, you know, when I say Trump will be around for, you know, a long time, I mean that, you know, maybe this boils down to 25% of the country, 20%, you know, uh, who think uh, Biden didn't legitimately win. That's a massive number. Uh, and that's going to be a problem for us for for the whole country for a long time. I mean, uh, 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 you know, I, I don't think we're out of. The, that's what I meant when we started the show and said I'm not sure we're out right. of the the vi- spontaneous, you know, planned violence, um, uh, domestic terrorism that could may not be. You know, I, I, it's fine. It, it's actually kind of hope they keep wearing the the, the red hats when they show up and. And take their selfies so everybody knows who who, who they are, uh, and the FBI can track them. But I'm more worried now about it going underground a little bit, and that and you know and it, it, it you know and that uh, you know it's lone more small groups, lone actors that are still uh, that could still be uh, energized by by Trump and and the conspiracy theorists. Uh, so that I mean, that's what worries me the most on the governing front and the politics front. I think the majority of the American people, and you can see this in the favorability ratings uh, for Trump as they you know enter to, into the low 30s. I think a lot of the a lot of people are are getting that they were duped and moving. Uh, they may not like everything Biden does, but I think they're going to give him a chance. So that kind of brings me to the other big question in everybody's mind is, what is next? I, I mean, it, it's it's hard not to get swept up in, in all the, you know, we just knocked out incumbent Trump and the GOP is going to be in disarray. But we all know they're going to come back. They're going to come back with money. You know, what? I don't know about that, man. I mean, the corporate America, uh, I think, really put the scare into McConnell. 
uh, when they started to announce they weren't they weren't going to none of their packs or a lot of them uh, said they were packs were not going to give to the 197 that voted to to overthrow the election or or against uh, uh, recognizing you know Biden as as president elect um, and or challenged the the electoral college. So I think it's unclear to me. I mean, unlike the look look. Democrats have, and you know this almost better than me now, the massive ability that all of us built, going back to the Dean campaign, but it's been Obama, everybody, building this uh, act blue, everybody out there who did this, and there are a lot, plenty of people. Uh, we have a massive ability, and you, we saw this in how many races we, we lost where we sent 50 million bucks to them. Right. But we can do that. They can't. The only person who's been able to do it like at that scale in the entire party was Donald Trump. No one else. Right. So they they're dependent on the likes of the Koch brothers or uh, corporate, you know, money uh, flowing into their campaigns. And all that seems to be going away. Most of them are distancing themselves from the Republican Party. And saying that they're, you know, no, taking my, you know, taking our money off the table, not placing any more bets with you guys right now. Show us, show us that you're adults, because uh, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole with you. So that's where I think a lot of them, them are going to be. Uh, I don't know who's going to get who we're going to nominate against uh, Johnson in Wisconsin, but I'm pretty sure whoever it is going to have like a hundred million dollars. Uh, where's Rob going to? Where's he going to hit? Getting his. Because uh, he ain't going to be able to hit send and and pray it comes in. Um, he's got to go somewhere. And uh, that's where I think all these people are in deep, deep trouble. Because the only person in their party that was able to do that with all his merch and everything right. was MAGA Man. And uh, I don't think any of the rest of them can do. Two nicknames this yeah. episode, Joe. You are on fire. Oh, yeah. Well... It was. It's, it's Mega Man. Anyway, I, I just think they're in a world of hurt. On uh, I think Biden really has the ability. And, and by the way, I think the other thing that helps Biden is how tight both our House and Senate majorities are. Everybody, um, even the you know everybody under I, Mansion, one on, on the uh, you know on the conservative side, an AOC in the House. Both of those people coming from two different wings, you know, of the party understand what it means if they don't vote for what Biden and the leadership needs. They both understand that. That's something that I think helps hold us all together, that we can be uh, effective, hang together and it's really now more a question of are any of you Republicans coming with us or not? Because the Democratic Party is unified around one thing, getting it done for the American people. So stop playing the politics. Start getting Let's go together uh, and let's and let's win, not for either party, but for the American people to take and meet these challenges. Thanks for listening to that trippy show, everybody. Remember, if you have a question, please submit it on iTunes and reviews or email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. 
I hope you'll give us a rating if you do go to iTunes and give us a review. And uh, the other thing is, if you really enjoy the show, if you can start telling your friends about it. Or email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. See you next Friday. Mm-hmm.